Hey everyone, how you doing? I have an illusion to bust um, today and it's an illusion when it comes to our spiritual journey, our path, whatever you want to call it, um, following your heart, whatever, whatever you want to call that journey of following the feeling. Um, some people have all sorts of different names for it. But anyway, hey, if you've been enjoying the podcast, the vlog, make sure you subscribe, um, comments, thumbs up and all that stuff. Apparently that's really important. I'm learning about this stuff as I go on. So um, please do so. But back to our topic today. This topic has been inspired because I can tell you this is something that I did in uh, probably yeah 10 years ago when I started my journey. This is something that I constantly did. I would bring an agenda to why I wanted to know myself and be myself. And my agendas were things like um, finding finding a relationship um, and money. It was always, it, those were my two areas where I had a lot of power in my life. So what I mean by that is, I don't know if you can relate to this, but those two, you'll find a cup, there's usually one of these three main areas of your life. So there's like, there's um, your career, career and finance, um, your health and wellness and relationships. Now, one of those three areas of your life, maybe bits and pieces of one or two of them, usually things that you find yourself thinking about most of the time. So you may find yourself thinking about money all the time. You may find yourself thinking about your relationship all the time. You may be thinking about your health. That shows you where you've got power in your life. And what I mean by that is you've made those areas more meaningful than who you're being. So therefore, because you put so much meaning in it and given so much power to it, those areas of your life actually control and influence you. So I already knew this stuff when I like was starting this journey, but it was such a hard thing to start to process and reclaim power from those areas of your life so that they didn't then, then therefore influence me anymore. So what I mean by that is where I would go and do what I felt I love to do, but not make it about the money. Not that money's not important, but you know, not make it about the money. Where you know, I would meet someone and rather than not be myself because you'd be looking for love in a relationship, instead just be myself and not worry about um, being accepted, uh, having recognition, or because you're looking for love. So, you know, I would I would notice how I would do that with back then with women. I said when I started this journey, I was in a relationship, and it was so profound because what I started to realize is the ways in which I showed up in the relationship in order to receive love. For example, when I was in that relationship, she played an amazing role to show me how I was um, not being myself, how I was looking for love. And that's what the ego does. When you don't know yourself and you're living more so a ego-led life through your identity, um, it's about what loves you because that's the most important thing for the ego to seek love. And it's seeking love from the external, from the story because it wants you to believe that love is the very thing that you don't already have. Because if you knew you already had love, you wouldn't live an egoic life because you'd be free because love is already fulfilled. So you're not looking for fulfillment through your life. So I would notice in my relationship, this is just one little thing, it was a pretty big thing that I noticed, was that I um, had a partner which would need me in certain ways. And what I noticed is when she needed me, and that's apparently at times I thought it was loving and everything, but as I was connecting deeper with myself on this journey of really truly being myself, I started to feel there was I didn't like that so much, and I started to feel the discomfort, and then I started to realize that because I was now having a deeper connection with myself, I wasn't looking for love through the story, through my relationships. So I started to sense that I already had it. So then I started to notice things I was doing out of agenda. So what I realized is even though I thought that was once loving to be able to do things that my partner needed me to do, and she would show up in different ways where, yeah, she would need me to 
comfort her, to make her feel safe, secure. And you would call that loving in the story. I get that, right? But for me, I needed to do that because when she need when she showed up in those ways, I would then feel loved. So it wasn't about me being loving for her. It was actually there was an agenda there because when she showed up that way and I helped her or sorted out her problems or whatever it was, I would feel needed. So it was my own agenda. And when I realized it's like, oh my God, I don't need to do this. Like it's okay. Like so then I started really holding space in my relationship. I started rather than coming from a place that you need to change, fix, improve, which us males sometimes do. We just want the solution to help someone. I was really holding space. Now, before I realized this, I thought I was holding space by being there to help out and do these sorts of things, but I truly wasn't. So then I found a different level of relationship, um, of showing up in that relationship. So what I would do is allow her to feel, allow her to experience what she's experiencing, still be there for her, still be there and, and hold space to support her in her experience, not try and change it, not feel I'm responsible, not feel... So, and, and I had to realize these were all patterns and things that I picked up. So essentially, I would feel loved. So that's just one area that I noticed. And it was amazing to watch that whole relationship play out in the first few years of this path because eventually her role finished and our relationship finished and moved on. And then ever, um, since then, I've never, ever experienced that again. I've never had a woman in my life that's come to me in that way where I've then lost myself. And this is the cool thing. When you do this sort of work and you don't make it about the story, you make it about who you're being, once you really meet that part of you that you've been separate from in the way that you've been searching for love, so you start to realize how you've been needing love, and rather than do something about it from a place of judgment or need to change, improve, or fix, you just accept it. It's like all of a sudden the limitation of that, which I was experiencing through creating a relationship out of need, just dissolves. It's no longer required. Because I've now learned that soulful lesson. It's like that part of me is now expanded into who I've always been. So it's no longer required to show me how I was playing small, show me my limitation. So that's one area, right? Um, and then, and, and then uh, the other area was finances. For me, finances was so important to me. Like my whole life was always about how I was doing financially. It was a big thing. I had a lot of conditioning because I left home really young at the age of 14. So money was really important. It meant safety, security, possibility, import, all these things, right? Um, so what happened when I went on this journey, I actually fell into huge debt, like for the first time, massive debt because I, I felt to stop working. I felt to stop doing the things I'd been doing out of need, right? And I jumped, like I took a leap. And the reason was because I had had an experience through depression actually before this where I realized I was here just to live for this feeling. I was here to live for what was in my heart now, not when. So like I had a really strong willingness because I, I had faced all the things that I thought I wanted needed in life and then realized it's not what I was here for. So my willingness was to live for this feeling, to live for this, this energy where I was already feeling fulfilled. So, you know, in my financial, my career story, I started to not do things because I needed that. You know, I wanted to do things that I felt I loved and then, and not make that about the money. You know, like, I feel like there's a lot of times that I went to do what I love. And even when I went on this journey and I found myself writing and then speaking and mentoring now, and, and that's where I noticed, you know, there's finances coming to my life, but there's other ways as well, which money comes in. Um, but that's where I predominantly started to notice it coming in because that's what I really loved and it was fantastic. But sometimes I would then go and make 
have a thought and think that what I was doing is why the money was coming in, but it wasn't. Like I started to experience it was who I was being. And it had nothing to do with where the money was coming from. I started to realize that when I felt space, I experienced what I was already feeling, space, through my life. So my, those areas in my life, like in my relationships, financially, health, they feel more effortless. They feel more open. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden there was, again, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars sitting in my account. That's not the case and hasn't been the case for 10 years. I've never gone back to what I was in property but I can tell you the space in which I've lived from, I've, it's, been, it's surpassed how I ever felt when I had money. And it hasn't limited me. Like over the years, what I've done in the past 10 years is more than what I did previously when I had money. Like I, I could tell you so many things that I've done that I never thought possible um, even when I had money. So it's been funny to go through this point in this story. It looks like I've got no money, but I've been making and doing, making or choosing to do things regardless and then seeing how things work out. And that was what was profound because that's what I mean. Like I would create along this journey over the past 10 years to experience moments of pressure where my money would all of a sudden start to slow down. I'd notice there'd be a bit of a blockage, but it was never about the money. There was a blockage somewhere in me, but because I had power in that area of my life, I would then experience a blockage in the story to show me the blockage within myself where I wasn't aligned or there wasn't something true in the way that I was showing up in this moment. You know, and and the and it's been so amazing because in the beginning, whenever the money would like uh, slow down or I'd have a thought about being alone or in a relationship or something like that, yes, I would think about the relationship status. I would think about the money. But then when you realize there's nothing to do with the money, it's just about what you're feeling and what's being brought up, right, through that area of your life um, uh, exerting some form of limitation. When I realized it's about how I felt about that limitation and then went to that place, it's interesting to see how all the time, every time, things would open up in, in those areas because it's not about how much money you do or don't have. It's not about the relationship you're in or not. It's just that area of your life is just helping reflect when there is a limitation there, when there is a challenge there, it's helping to reflect if you have a, um, a charge, a blockage within yourself. Now, the cool thing is, is that sometimes when you move through this stuff, and what I've started to notice of late is that you still may experience life going up and down in your circumstances in certain areas that you have power in. For me, financially, this still sometimes happens where the money goes all the way down, down, down because I just use my cash. I'm not worried. I don't have, like I'm aware of it. I'm very like, I have things in order. I'm aware of what happens in my life. But I just live. I live for now. You know, so like if I'm going to do something, I decide to do it. If that requires money, I will use it. And if it requires using, I will use all of it. If it's something I feel I must do, then I must do that. Like I don't second guess and go, no. I just feel that it's already done and I move from that place. So if that means using money that's there and it requires all the money in my bank account, that I will use it, right? <laughs> um, or if it's if it's like, oh, this money is required but the money's not there, I will still use it. Just because you can't see it in form doesn't mean it's not there. If you feel to do something, everything that's required, including the money, is already there. You're just going to be willing to stay in that place where you're not letting your attention go to the, to the story because your power is in the story. Because apparently you, you fell for the belief that it's your story that gives you the permission to be yourself. 
And what does that mean? Like whenever I'm doing what's true for me, I'm being myself, but I no longer need the story to give me permission to be myself, right? Am I like that 100% of the time? No, sometimes I still catch myself, you know, falling for a, a limitation in the story. But these days it's so small. Like in the beginning of this journey over the past 10 years, these processes have gone on for ages. These days I felt these processes come and they just go, you know. Um, I find don't find myself too extremely limited. And I'm open to that if that was meant to happen too because of how much I've taken away from each time these things have happened. It's not about what's happening to me. It's about who I'm becoming and how I respond. And to me, that's everything because I feel like, you know, what I wanted to talk about at the beginning of this, this chat is most of us go on this journey of following our hearts and doing what we feel to do because it promises that you're going to have a more effortless life. You know, you'll learn how to manifest and you won't have to work another day in your life. You know, you build up these stupid concepts and ideas that all of a sudden, you know, are going to avoid you showing up and participating in your process, which is what then creates such a process and pressure in your life because it's trying to show you that, no, you're here to experience life. You're here to... You're here to be part of the process. You're not here to become an amazing manifesto so then um, you don't have to work. Like The truth is, though, when you're doing what you love, it's not work. You're here to move. You're here to participate. If you want to call that work, great, but I wouldn't call it work. I would say over the past 10 years I've been participating in life from a space of what I love, what I feel, and it hasn't been work. You know, that... <laughs> I just I can't explain that if you if you're not if you haven't experienced what I'm sharing there and you, and you can't you got to relate to something you do in your life not because you're paying the bills but because you love it but yes through that your bills may get paid and how do you know you love it go stop doing it and then see if you stress about it. <laughs> stress if your bills aren't going to get paid because the truth is your bills are there to be paid not because of what you do they're there just to be paid it's, it's the life you're living it's like I'm alive I'm in this body I must breathe I don't have a choice. It's required and it's actually happening naturally. I don't have to think about it. It's the same in your life. If you love something and you've got to pay a bill for it, you've got to look after it, there's things required to nurture it, then that's going to happen. But most of us are thinking that we're making that happen. And the other big, and this, and this is the thing where we lose ourselves because we think we're in control. We go on this journey thinking we're going to find more control or find a more um, easy way to get through these things. And this is why everyone loves the topic of manifestation. But really, and I love this is something that I would discuss with my mentor, you know, that <laughs> manifestation and why people are so obsessed with it is because people are just freaking lazy. <laughs> They're like, if I can learn how to manifest, I don't have to do anything. But you're not here to not do anything. You're here to do what you love. And when you're showing up in that place, you're moving from the place where things are already manifested. We don't manifest. But when you're being yourself, you're working from a place where things are manifested. And what I mean by that is when you move from the feeling, everything that's required is already there. You're just here to experience the story. So you go on this journey of bringing things out into reality, into form, bringing what you feel into, re into reality, into your hands. You've got to touch it, see it, taste it, smell it. That's part of this experience, the human experience. You're here to have it. But it's not who you are. And that's the problem. Most people are driven by what is happening in their circumstances. They judge themselves. They judge their journey. They judge who they're being according to what's happening in certain areas of their life. So they need these areas to look a certain way before they can be themselves. So I don't know. I hope this has landed for you. I just want to have this discussion today because I don't know. I've been reminded of it recently. And 
you know, in my journey of how important it is to realize that who you're being has nothing to do with your circumstances and it shouldn't limit you in any way, in what you feel, in, in your level of space that you feel. But until which point it doesn't, that's where the work is, to notice your process when you do feel influenced, to notice your process that's happening naturally when you connect with yourself and notice how you feel about your life, about your circumstances, because that's the most powerful work, is to notice the reaction, the disowning of what you've experienced or what you're thinking, so that you can own what you're feeling, own the emotions, and dissolve them so that you get to a point of feeling more so neutral and feeling space and possibility in your life. So you're not driven by the idea of what you've been through, what you know. Instead, you're driven from a place of infinite possibility, just space. Like to me, that's what being alive is all about. That's why I went on this journey. To realize that regardless of my circumstances, I can live for what I feel in my heart now. And have I been experienced that? Hell yes. Has that journey been easy? No. Because <laughs> in the beginning you must meet everything that you think, that you're pretending, I should say, to be limited by. And most people get scared of that. That's why also we look for all the tools and techniques on how to manifest the seven steps to get, because you want to avoid it. But trust me, the process is there for you to, to be had. And it's a very natural process if you just allow it and stop trying to control it, think it, bypass the discomfort, the pain, whatever it is. It's there to support you. So anyway, I want to have this conversation. I hope that's lifted the illusions of this journey because sometimes you've got to get real about it. Like... Don't make it all fluffy. That's bullshit. You're setting yourself up. Like, it's not about, yeah, it's just not about the fluffiness. Can, can, can I tell you stories of, of like, bliss and effortlessness? And yes, I can tell you about that right now. I can tell you about that even in my pain, you know. Um, but I, it's taken time. It's taken, it's taken such a commitment to who I'm being rather than what has or hasn't happened to me. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, if you have, give us a thumbs up, give us some comments, um, leave a review. Um, but otherwise, till the next perfect moment, lots of love, people. Take care. Bye.